Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Certified Life Coach Institute. Uh, we're going to talk today about accountability. Jerome. Yes, we will be talking about accountability, um, very specifically about avoiding that parenting um, lane while coaching because your client didn't hire you to be their parent. They didn't hire you to be their mom. What? Be their dad. How am I going to be held accountable then? You got to check in with me. But they kind of do. Like they kind of think that that's what you're going to be. Like they kind of want you to mom them. And like, but that's not what we do. That's not that trap. They don't want us to do that either. (laughs) Yeah. If they hired you as a coach definitively based on the definition, they did not hire you to be their mom or dad. Can I I just, can I just take it here for early? Can I? (laughs) So, so like the the title of the live is nagging, shaming and blaming, right? So nagging, Mm -hmm. shaming, do do the, who's to blame in that situation? The nagger or the naggy? Like like the person being because both parties are at fault. I'm just saying there is a problem there with both parties if that's happening. As a man, I'll say I never deserve to be nagged at for any reason, no matter what. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> but you should ask your relationship coach about. Usually, the nagging is the somebody thinking they're more or less trying to be reminding the person of the experience <laughs> or what they want or what the outcome is supposed to be. And that nagging just winds up being what it is, is a nagging versus a reminding. <clears throat> People often are afraid to just say, you know, I'm really disappointed. We talked about this. This isn't done. Share with me what we can do to get this done versus the nagging you promised you would do this you said you would you you would do that (laughs) what is the difference between that and the one and the other like exactly like how do we define (laughs) means i take responsibility for how i'm feeling and what is happening versus blaming the other person for how i'm feeling so how does this apply to coaching? Uh, well, our clients have goals. They have these things that they come in and they, they promises they make to you as a, as a coach that will of things that will happen during the course of the following week or a period of time. And they often do not do those things. <laughs> um, so uh, how do we deal with that? Do we, do we nag our clients? Do we do? Do we? Is that what we do? <laughs> I would that say would be funny, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna go say that'd be kind of like a funny gimmick for a coach to just be like, I'm the nagging coach. I'm the nagging like, coach. Oh, I was thinking about that. <laughs> if you want somebody to nag the heck out of you and bug you and make you feel bad, I will do that. that all day. That would work. all day. Um, but that's the extreme, and I think you could probably only do that. Like, there can only be one coach like that in every. A hundred or so, I don't know, but that's not the typical. That's not coaching. That's not, yeah, it's not coaching, um, really. Okay, so why is that? Let's explore that. Why is that not coaching? Why is why is me going? Hey, hey, hey! Did you get that done? Did you get that well, done? Are you gonna get that? Do you think you're gonna get it done this week? Why didn't you get it done? Come on, come on! Like, like, why is that not? Why is nagging that not- is just an alternate <laughs> way of saying why, right? I mean, usually when you're nagging, you're asking that question, why? That goes along with it. They go hand in hand. And that is the cardinal rule. One of the cardinal rules of coaching is you shouldn't be asking your client why. Um, Unfortunately, that is uh, not something that we accept in the coaching space. Or fortunately, it is. Uh, That can be um, when you bring up why that can really put your your client in a defensive position and allow them or excuse me, prevent them from um, allowing themselves to actually come out and be vulnerable and get to the nitty gritty of the work that they're trying to get done in the session. There is a why we do accept in coaching is what is your why? But that's not what we're talking about here. Just you're saying, Jerome, we're talking about um, nagging, the nagging. Do your homework. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the way you do your follow through. (laughs) 
it's like going in the past. Like that's the, why didn't you do it? Well, there's nothing we can do about what has already transpired, right? We cannot change the past. So let's not dwell on it. It's not why didn't you do it? It's how do you want to proceed uh, at this point? That's not even, I mean, nagging doesn't have to go in the past. Like nagging could be like, no. you should do this now. You you should oh, do yeah, this. Oh yeah, it could be, it can be like, yeah. Why isn't this happening yet? Why isn't that, this is what you should do. I mean, there's a lot of things that come with it. We're just, we haven't even gotten to shaming and blaming yet. Like, <laughs> just getting started. I'm ready to shame and blame already. Yeah, that's, where, that's the easy part. <laughs> um, but that, that it's that, uh, so let's, I, I was going to tell everybody, like, come into this with a, something to be coached on, um, uh, something we should probably adopt in our, uh, our regular Tuesday activities. Um, uh, but what I'm thinking, so if we are a client and we're coming in and our client has not done their work, I have not. And this is something that often happens. How do we manage that? What do we do in that situation? Well, I would first start by maybe just assuming and asking like, Hey, how did that thing go? Um, that you said you would do last week. They let's just say they would like run a mile every day. I don't know. This is an example. So how did running a mile go every day? And then I get them to tell me I didn't do that. Well, I didn't this week. I didn't No, I can do that. So I, you know, I did actually do some of my homework. Um, so I can't, uh, but but my house is not where I want it to be. We talked about this mm -hmm. last week, right? Mm -hmm. It's not quite there yet. I've got it. Definitely got a deadline now, so I've got to get there. Um, so uh, it didn't happen. What blocks sort of came up that made it so that it couldn't happen? Well, the usual ones. <laughs> the usual blocks. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, timing, uh, work, um, all of these things. <laughs> now, is this delving into the past? I think like the immediate, okay, when we say don't ever delve in the past, I imagine like don't go years in the past. A week in the past is acceptable if it's like within the coaching sort of thing. Well, at, at least if we're talking about blocks maybe and how coming up with ways to manage those blocks and goals for those blocks what is the difference between one week and six years it's still the past right <laughs> yes lisa <laughs> so i'm gonna say the main thing of not going in the past has to do with the traumas that has happened to us right so we're yeah. definitely not going into the traumas but the tap back into what prevented you from following through so and if if the client says yeah i don't know well how do you want to address this from this point on, if they don't want to go into what the whys of where and what didn't get done and what got, blah. how do you want to address that today? Maybe they don't want to address it. So that's why you open up, what, what do you want to do in today's session? Invite them to decide where that session goes. So when we go into Go Learn, which is our, so for those of you who don't know, Go Learn is the structure that we use to break up um, a, a life coaching session. And it starts with greet. And then the O stands for, um, it's uh, observe, right? Or is it, what is it? Um, I believe it's observe. So it, but the O basically is that, that let's catch up and see how things went last week. And um, it's, it's that moment when you're, you're, you sort of tap in and, and see where we're at with the progress. Because um, that progress is important uh, in this process. Is it important? Question mark. Let me just ask that. Is it important? If it's important to your client, then it is certainly important. Um, but that's why, again, Lisa tapped into it. You, you got to set that session contract um, prior. But the go. When so when is in the go learn? Where does that? Where does the the when? When does the contract happen? I guess I'm asking. A contract happens almost immediately. It's in the G. So the contract is in the G. Okay. Yeah. So then then the O is kind of uh, relevant to what the goal is. So the O may not be necessary at all then, mm -hmm. right? Um, well, the ownership is just asking about the previous action plan because the assumption is at the <coughs> tail end of a session, there's an action plan to go forward throughout the week. And then the next yeah. week, you... But there's also typically there or in a lot of cases there's an overarching kind of goal right mm -hmm. there's a i want to achieve this out of working with my coach and then you break it up into these 
smaller bits with your client and you progress through. Um, so at what point if our client is, you know, not adhering to the initial overall goal, the overarching goal in the, the several sessions within, you know, they're just sort of wandering off into doing whatever, not getting their work done, but there's this overall goal that you set with your client. Do you bring that back up? Do you readdress that? Is that something that, that comes forward again, because you're not working, you don't, there's no, you as a coach, maybe don't see the progress. I mean, this is in that, this accountability space and why I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe asking the client, like, do you want to create some accountability measures? Um, not the ones that you, the coach are involved in really, but more so overall, or I don't even know, maybe just asking how they feel about what's been going on so far first. Um, and that's that check-in, right? That's the yeah. check-in moment. That, um, because if they're, I mean, if they seem fine with making no progress, I, what do you do as a coach in that? Like, do you just ask about like, do you want to work on a different goal then? Or somebody asked me that the other day, they go, what do I do when the, the client's not making any progress? I asked who determined what progress was being made. And, and this person said, well, I don't see anything happening. So have you asked your client what they've noticed about their progress? Because us as a coach trying to view it through our lenses, that's what we're talking about right now. Um, the idea that we're viewing their progress through our lenses, that's about us. Mm -hmm. So that check-in about viewing it through their, what they think is progress, it might be baby steps right now, but oftentimes in baby steps, and this is a judgment word, I don't mean to be judging, I'm just trying to give you a calibration. We're talking and about that, mothering and baby steps. <laughs> it's all about babies and puppies anyway. <laughs> anyway, so those steps might be smaller in comparison once they get a progress that they are comfortable with. Oftentimes they have some leaps that you go, oh, whoa, wow, that, you know caught me by surprise because those small steps turned into some giant leap that allowed they were able to get to based on how they set that foundation. So it depends on what they need to do, what pieces they need along the way and, and discovering that through the process, asking them how they're doing and what they're doing and <clears throat> etc. cetera. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> that's exactly where I was with the client yesterday. In fact, it was the first time I ever told a client, I don't believe I'm a good fit for them and we're going to end our contract. I want, I'd love to know more about that um, and what happened there. That'd be interesting uh, to know what brought you to that, that, that uh, decision. Cause that's a big one to make. Um, I think Dan, something said a long time ago in a live too, if there's no gap, there's no coaching. So if this is assuming if somebody is just, you know, complacent with where their, their lack of progress from their point of view, let's just, say that from their point of view, you know, maybe coaching, you know, isn't the best tool well, for wait. them. Devil's advocate here, right? Yeah. What if I, what if, okay, I often go to therapy and I often um, come out of it. And it's just, a, it, it's not that I'm working on anything particular. It's just that there's a space where I can just talk. There's not a goal. There's not, a, I just, it's a, it's a free mm -hmm. realm for me to just be me and, and share and know that there's no, uh, consequences or what have you right um a coach is in many ways their magic their power is creating that safe space so what if i just want to utilize my coach for safe space action like that's you know like i just want to come in and i want to be able to just bounce things off of you i don't care about the trajectory of where i'm going or whatever i just want this safe space and i'm willing to pay for it is that okay are we good are we comfortable with that so we can't hear you Sorry, because I'm sneezing and coughing over here. Um, that's the contract. If that's what the client wants to do and have a safe space to have a conversation, and <clears throat> the goal is to not really have a goal, <laughs> it's still a goal, right? It's still uh, actively being committed to what the client wants and what they want to get from the session. So that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, heck, that's probably what I would use a coach most for, if I'm honest. Um, 
Uh, I mean, but that's that sounding board moment. So I think that the one thing that we're dancing around in all of this is a little bit is is ego as a coach. Um, and that's where that my client has to that pushing for that goal, that pushing that like this, you need to be making progress, you need and, and feeling like they aren't is really our ego, right? It's us going at our pace and not theirs. Um, well, it's, it's also worrying us, the coach, worrying if we're doing a good job and being being accountable ourselves to what we're supposed to be doing in the session. It's that overthinking moment. So that's that's also another opportunity. There were there were some people who um, a, a while ago that I was um, cross paths paths with. I think I would say. And they were saying, well, if they're not working hard and they're not showing me progress, I'm not going to work with them. I'm like, well, I'll work with them. No problem. <laughs> because I don't know, just because they're not meeting your progress doesn't mean they're not meeting their own progress. So I'm all here if the client wants to make progress um, to be paying for services that help support them to find that space and what that means to them. I don't care what pace that is. The, I was just reading Valerie's comment here and it kind of it brought something up for me. She's talking about how she's looking for uh, and the client was looking for her to fix her client. And this is a sort of another form of accountability, is it not? Um, it's our clients wanting us to be accountable for their lives and their decisions. And we don't do that. That's just another way of, of fixing. Right. It's another <laughs> An ex example of that is somebody told me uh, that they wanted me to check in on them to make sure they were following through with a particular a goal that they had set up for themselves. Yes. And I said, oh, no, you want a mother or do you want a coach? Okay, so if I'm going to help you be supportive in this process, I, the coach, can't take responsibility. I didn't say it like this, but I, the coach, can't take your responsibility to make sure you follow through. But what is it that you can do? that's going to be accountable and going to help you in this place and still feel like you're getting support. So we've got to constantly remind them because we're used to, we're used to Google at our fingertips. We can get all our answers right there. We're used to having people tell us what to do all the time. And now this is a place of empowerment. We're encouraging our clients to find their voice. Okay. Done talking. <laughs> well, if, I don't, oh, go oh, ahead. Uh, Allie Lawrence, um, Talk a little bit more. Yeah, well. reading the tail into that. Um, yeah, uh, that, at that point, it's just not coaching. It's, it, it's yeah, completely different than <laughs> what coaches. More do. of a consultant. She's talking. She wanted yeah. a consultant. Yeah. So with with in this concept too of homework on some level um, and giving. I mean, we don't give homework unless homework is asked for, right? Mm -hmm. Well, some people call this homework. What do you? What do you? What is it you're going to work on between now and next session that supports you? What you've discovered in this session? Some people call that homework. Could also be. I mean, but but in the same sense, we could also say. How, I mean, taking with you what you know today. Yeah. How will you proceed? How will it? You know. Yeah. Um, but that, again, it, it, you have to call back to the goal at at play. I think maybe right? homework. It just has a negative connotation to it, like. What what is the work that, that you do as far as coaching? What do you take from this and apply it to your life outside of the session? Because that's where ninety nine percent of the work is done in coaching. It's not when you're sitting with the coach. It's everything else outside of that oh, session. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's the homework essentially, but we don't call that's it homework. Um, we just call that real life. The other thing uh, too is. What happens, so our client wants accountability. Like I want accountability. So how, I would love if we could do a, a coach mock, coach moment in here, <laughs> but real, somebody, I mean, I, I keep volunteering because I can think, I can just talk about house organized all every time, but if anybody else has anything to get coached on. Really needs this coaching session. Um, an example, but no, but I mean like an example of setting up an accountability plan with your client would be great, I would think. And and what that looks like. I want to add one addendum before we get to that too. The accountability measures is part of the ICF core competencies as well. Mm -hmm. It's just something that we're not 
saying all accountability is just out the window. It's just, it's part of um, number eight, facilitate the client growth, you know, helping have some sort of accountability. What that looks like could vary, but it is in there as well. So who's going to coach Brooke? I mean, of course, I'm, I'm happy to be coached. I'd assign my choices or clients extra steps during the week. So exactly, exactly. I don't know why it's just saying Facebook user uh, and we're not seeing yeah, who people are. I don't know what that is. Me. I will try to get that fixed at some point. Um, we can do this. This is kind of cool, by the way. We can have the chat overlay and see people talk to us anyways. <laughs> um, who's coaching me? Apparently Anthony is not. He Anthony left. ran away from it. He ran away. Anthony is gone. <laughs> Oh, hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. Hello, hello. Why? I don't know why it's doing that. I have no clue. Um, you guys do not want to, nobody wants to volunteer to coach me. It's cool. We, I don't need coaching. So, so share with me what you'd like to be coached about. Well, I, 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 I would like to set up an accountability plan uh, for, for following through. Oh, that's what you did. For following through on, um, on getting this place organized so that I can... Um, I have a deadline. I have to have it done by Saturday. <laughs> so you have a deadline by Saturday. Yes. You want to organize your place. Mm -hmm. Share more. What's organized? What does that mean? Well, I've, I've just got a few things left here I need to do. Uh, like I've just got to, and there's a couple of things I'd like to, I'd like to bring the Christmas stuff from the storage areas upstairs down to the basement and I would like to make sure any of the uh, film equipment I have in the basement comes up and goes where the Christmas stuff once was. I would like to get throw away everything in my kitchen and start fresh. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I would also just like to do just just like organizing so that every place has a thing has a place and er there's a thing for every place. All right, every place has a space. There's a space for everything. There we go. Yes, um, so that way I put things back where they go instead of just being like, well, I'll just sit here for now because I don't have any place to put it. And it just exacerbates my issue. <laughs> I have catch-alls. Like I just have catch-alls. They're just everything everywhere. <laughs> catch-alls. I know, I know what those are. So, it, and the, when you're thinking of what you can do between now and, and, um, Saturday. So it has to be done by Saturday or is Saturday included? Oh, it's got to be done. It has to be done. Okay, so, <laughs> it doesn't so, have to be. Okay, there are some things. There are shortcuts I can take, but I don't want to take shortcuts. That's a problem. Shortcuts got me here. <laughs> so you've got some things. You've got stuff that's got to come up. You've got stuff that's got to go down. Mm -hmm. Like uh. to redo that kitchen <laughs> now and Friday. Because Saturday, you just said you don't. I don't have the time. It's not going to happen. I'm thinking about my week. It's just not going to happen. It's really not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> what, if we, what if we took it at smaller bite-sized bits? If we took a smaller bite of what you have to do, what would be a smaller bite? I need to enlist help. <laughs> enlist help. I need to hire human beings to help me. <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> Okay. I'm serious. I'm serious because if it's by Saturday, I've got busy on Thursday. There's just no way. <laughs> so what's what's the step we can do towards enlisting help to accommodate what you're asking? Hey, Jerome, Anthony, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's when I would say, Hey Lisa, can I be on the clock for this? <laughs> oh man. I said I was going to pay my help. Did I not? <laughs> okay. I'm in. You'll have to put in a formal written request, but... Um, oh, I see how it is. Yeah, I see. Yeah. You usually can't be this successful. This has nothing to do with accountability, though. <laughs> um, well, it is, because you're, you're asking for help. Help just arrived. And so now that next question is, how do they help you? Well... That, I mean, that, if they're here, I can get them doing things. That's no problem. I just mean, like, when I say accountability, I mean, what I need is to have some some form of checks and balances. Like, I need someone to go, hey, Brooke, 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 are you doing that? Like, like I have a built-in accountability. I do. Well, in this situation, <laughs> I do have built-in accountability, and that built-in accountability is... And this is very much this human being. Um, the building accountability is that my my family is coming on Saturday, so I want everything fantastic by Saturday. 
but without that them coming on Saturday, I would have zero accountability. And it would just be like, well, I don't care. Nobody's coming over. Like, and that would be my <laughs> attitude. Like that would be, no, why should I care? Like, um, and I should care. And that's where this, this element of accountability would be really beneficial for me. If I, I just need like someone to threaten to come over every week or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> so when I come to California, I have to tell you, I'm coming over to see you and you're going to come up. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's what that is. But so, but I can't have my coach do that. Like I can't ask my coach to threaten to come over to my house every week. So what do I do? We already know that coach is going to be accepting of everything. Okay. You know, so. The coach might though. They have organization coach. I mean, does that coach come over? <laughs> Should I hire one of them? <laughs> There's a possibility, but you got two two guys able, willing to help you. How can you utilize them, and when? Well, I can use that. I mean, the, I, I, to help me carry stuff up and down those stairs. The stairs themselves Perfect. are going to be the death of me. When do you want to do that, or when can they do? The basement is terrifying. <laughs> um, I don't want to go down there. Uh, <laughs> uh, you won't go down there. I'll go down there. I've been down there once by myself. One time. I have to go down there. <laughs> very proud of myself. Um, Drew could carry it down, but it would have to be. <laughs> the only day it would work would be Friday. That would be the only day that would work in the whole week. So, are you guys available on Friday? What about tonight? Um, at night though, you can't be carrying things all over up and downstairs at night. Like that's not good. I don't know. I always feel like I can't. I feel like Actually, after this, 8 o'clock, I should be respectful. This is also, I, I shouldn't say anything. I'm not part of this coaching session. You don't get to have your help also involved in your session normally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the team. Gonna, it's the team. Gonna, the team is, this is derailed completely. <laughs> um, this is just literally, but this is very beneficial, but I'll take it from here. Like, this is where, like, my controller steps in, and I get all, like, I've got it. Don't worry. <laughs> like, what is that? What is that? I mean, I guess clients might experience that, too. Could they? Could I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, go home. I'm good. I've got it figured out. I'm done. That's enough. That's all I need. Like, I've got it figured out. Like, I don't want to keep delving. Stop asking me questions about it. Like, So is that accountability, me. then? You've got it? Is that the accountability piece that you're looking for? Well, yeah, I'm mean, just saying, I mean, I've got it. I've got it from here. <laughs> I told you the accountability is built in. My family's coming. I have no choice. <laughs> um, this is this is a better topic when I when they're not coming. <laughs> um, truthfully, it is because I'll figure it out when we're so, <laughs> then would it be a good way to build accountability by have the client seek out people around them or that they know to give that accountability the key is i think to ask what do you need to be held accountable like what what do you need to be held accountable mm -hmm. what needs to happen for you to be held accountable and then when they explore i mean the answer you know well i need someone to come over to my house once a week well who can you have come over once a week or how do you make that happen that somebody comes over once a week so that you keep your house clean well, which actually solves two of my problems. So, <laughs> um, well, I, I have a list of people who I ask, set, set up plans with on a regular basis. And I, I, I have to ask them to come over and I have to reach out and actually make that effort. Um, and now I've solved my problems. I have. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I know what to do now. <laughs> that Would be fair to say what? that a large, so a large part of holding your client accountable is just in the fact that you are allowing them to understand the amount of options that they have um, and presenting those options to them. Does that make sense? Would that or be having the client present the options to you? And pick what's best for them. Yes. There you go. Yeah. You got it, Anthony. Yep. Well, and then, so like in my case, my, so I'm, in my head, this is the coach versus the, the, the Brooke, you know, that, that wants to tell and advise and manage and fix and everything. Um, I go, well, Brooke, you should, you should just not have to have people come over to keep your house clean. You should just want to do it for yourself. What is wrong with you? Like, that is the other side of it um, that, that goes. So now then as a coach, do I ask deeper? Like, do I go, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that was too many options on the table oh my gosh 
That'd be a great question to ask someone as a coach. With you. What's it's wrong? <laughs> so when they come back next week and the family didn't actually come over and the space didn't get cleaned up, that's where you can ask Brooke, what's wrong with you? No. <laughs> Oh, you from my moving family! Out? My family hates me. I want everybody on Facebook Live to keep Brooke accountable. Just, just pepper her. No, but Facebook so then, then what happens? It's so bad. It has to be like accountable where I'm not actually being held accountable because the moment somebody tells, the rebel comes out like. I'm not doing that. Like, um, so like, it's like, I have this constant internal struggle between the rebel in me and the person who wants to pleaser in me that like wants to do everything right and do everything great. But the moment that, that like you tell me to do something, I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's a constant struggle inside this brain. <laughs> maybe it's like, maybe at that point then, like if you had a client like that, who just like, what do I have? What do I have to be accountable for? I don't have like a reason Aside from, like, let's take for you, for instance, outside of the parents or the family coming over, like, what? what's the point? But that's Maybe. where that's, that, that's the external validation, right? So, like, that's why the, the, the inside me, the me that knows better, goes, Brooke, you should be internally validated. You should be internally, you should not need uh, other people to hold yourself accountable. Like, that's just a giant those are, those are the shoulds. What's, what's, what is it's going on for you if you take away the shoulds? What oh, no, because then we'll get sad and I'll end up crying on camera. Because <laughs> it's just going to get depressing. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, again, an indication, though, right? You see the line. You see the line. The, the, this is what we're asking deeper comes in because in truth the the lack of of organization and needing people to be here for me to organize it is is actually an indicator of something inside me uh which is a rebellion which is a frustration um uh which is a pain point as it were um that prevents me from from caring about it <laughs> if i'm honest so yeah and that's where that asking deeper we'll get way too personal and i'm just not willing to go there right now not today i don't want to cry like a big old baby <laughs> let's make her right. cry like a big old baby online <laughs> <laughs> i wish i didn't cry when i get like no matter what emotion it is it's like if i'm mad if i'm sad if i'm happy it's all all crying like it's not fair <laughs> hungry it's just crying <laughs> Uh, I've got got a question. So that's like the one side of accountability where that's like kind of linked with like, I guess, feeling of responsibility and like, you know, taking the blame, I guess, if you don't get something done. On the other side, is there too much accountability for some clients? Are they too, is there some clients who are too ready to just take on all the blame and all the shame and all like the, I like, clients who are just like i messed up i'm the worst like i you know didn't the get this done. deprecation kind of thing yeah. like it's not all it's not the healthy and it's not unselfish it's actually very selfish actually usually and it's usually uh, a, a fake kind of thing yeah and it doesn't allow any work to get done so along yeah. with it being not any depth to that experience just, there's nothing there's no productivity there right mm-hmm. if, if if somebody's just self-deprecating them it's not healthy um, and, and they don't want, and that also means they don't want to dig in there and, and do anything work. I'll just take the blame and let's get it done and move, move past this. Now, on the other, that's the one thing, and though I, there is a, an element. So when I'm managing a group of people, I've, I mean, I've always said this. I've said, if I'm your boss, blame, I take the blame. Give me, I will take on that blame. But then it's my job to then talk to my team, make them improve, and et cetera, but bring the issues to me. And it was, it was more of like a protective thing right like i'm gonna stand up for my people and make sure that they're not getting yelled at by by somebody who may not have the full picture uh is really what it is um so i've always said just if you need to blame somebody blame me it's my fault i'm walking a room it's me i did it i think then i think Brooke <laughs> might be the example i just gave of somebody taking on too much accountability where my this is my non-coaching opinion my non-coaching opinion is no, Brooke, stop taking accountability for other people. Like they have just as much, um, I guess, oh, I forgot the word. They have just as much accountability as you do. 
Yes and no. Though. So, so this is this is an interesting thing. When I was in my trial, when I because I had a two year trial after being attacked, and I hated being called a victim. I hated it. I hated being the victim. I hate I because all of my power came back to me. Like the the reason I could start to trust myself again. The reason I could start all of those things came from me being able to see how I got to the that place that I was attacked, like to see where I made my left and where I made my, I could have gone right. And so that I knew for next time I could go right. Right. So what that was, was me taking ownership in many ways of, of not being his victim. Like I'm not that person's victim. And so I am now taking responsibility and having accountability for both my life and the things that happened to it. Things don't happen to me. They happen because of me. Right. Well, I'm, I'm asking are, also people. But, but there have, are. Oh, go on. Yeah. So, but there are these flukes. Thing. The reality is, I, I was manipulated. I was a victim in many ways. There are people. There are situations. There are things we have no control over that do, on some level, happen. Um. And and you don't have to have responsibility for every single the actions of others. I guess you could say you're not responsible for the actions of others. And that's that's. But when you're managing them, you are. I'm just saying. <laughs> when you're their boss you are <laughs> um and that's just how it works though but that's that's what my mentor taught me in the business space though but it's um, also finding the place where they have accountability for themselves well, yeah it's a it's a combination what she's talking about is it's to to get the dialogue open so that <clears throat> they're not afraid to share in this particular case with brooke what they're struggling with what they need help with what so it's it's a place of opening the dialogue but as a coach um, we're not taking on that responsibility of our client's success and failure um shelly puts up there what what if they don't want to be accountable then they're not accountable that's up to them on what they want to get out of this and that's possibly when i have a good rapport with my clients i go i will ask them share with me then how this turns into a place where you have the ability to follow through with what you want well we're talking about too like yeah accountability in their goals but just general life accountability comes in right like what if you it's one of those things it's the victim like people who live in victim space who who um don't take responsibility for their lives, which is just another limiting belief, right? It's it's something we as coaches teach to help our clients get moved through is that moving through those blocks and those limiting beliefs and ultimately that space where I have it, I'm, I, I'm not in power or control of my life and what happens in it is, is a form of accountability, is it not? Um, ultimately, yes, no, am I wrong there? <laughs> um, so, so how do we move our clients and remove those blocks without? They have to want to move them. They have yeah. to want to remove them. They have to want to come up with things that'll help find their options so they can have ownership of the direction they really want to go towards. But my, I guess my space, <clears throat> you have a, somebody who's in victim thought, right? Like who's in that, and maybe it's just, they're not coachable. They're not ready yet, right? Is what it is. It's a refer out situation. Yeah. Typically, if they're if they're not willing to make any adjustments, it's going to be a refer out kind of thing for sure. Like, well, and even if they're in victim headspace, like I would ask them, so what? I would just start small, like what are the things that you could do differently? Yeah. Even if, like, let's just explore. Even if you really didn't want to do it, we're just throwing hypotheticals out there. Spaghetti, what could yeah. hypothetically be done? Yeah. And then start small and build up sort of this awareness that like, oh, they really have more power than they do. Now they might not, they might not go with you on that path mm -hmm. and they might just be like, it's everyone else's fault. Well then I'm not their coach. I'm your coach. So. Well, I also think it could be, it, can, it doesn't, I mean, we're sp speaking in very broad brushstrokes, but there can be, I mean, this can happen in micro situations where you can have somebody who very much feels is accountable and holds themselves accountable, but there might be one area of their life that they perhaps don't even realize it, but don't have, they, they hold themselves not to, with no accountability whatsoever for one reason or another. And it's just, there's a big old block there um, that they just don't like, um, you know, if I if, accountable everywhere else, but, but with my mom, 
I am uh, not, I hold, it's all her fault. I don't hold myself accountable. Like uh, that would be, you know, where they're just, we, ha we as human beings are multifaceted, right? So there can't, I think, so do you refer out then, or is that just something you don't approach? Is it my question? <clears throat> it might be either or. I mean, it depends on the client. You're, you're going to refer out when that client continually doesn't have the ability it has to has to do with the ability if that client has the ability on other things to be coached and then at some point it can come across the table again on that particular topic that wasn't coachable then that maybe it can be coachable now even through you can get in through different um, role-playing kinds of situations with them that might help them come up with a decision on where they want to go with it. But if they're working on other things, that doesn't mean they're not coachable. It just means in this moment, they can't see, they can't see their blind spot. So there was a comment that was made just a second ago that said, um, I struggle with, it happens when people repeatedly do things that don't do things and they say they're going to do and not get frustrated. And that I know for a fact that can drive coaches mad. I think Lisa and I were talking about a couple of clients she had a while ago that just for whatever reason, were not progressing and, and it was driving her crazy. And, um, uh, because it, I, in their case, it was just the same thing, right? They kept coming in with the same thing and not ever committing to do things differently and then never doing them differently. Um, how I can imagine that can be terribly frustrating as a coach. Like that could be very terribly frustrating. How do you manage that? Take checking in with them. How's the progress going? Yep. Kind of yeah, like there's no question. progress. Like there's, it's not. I mean, they thought there was, that's the difference. It'd isn't that just the coach being outcome dependent at that point? Mm -hmm. Like from the very get go, like you should be aware as a coach that this might not go anywhere and be okay with that. You there, want it to, obviously, but there's also two people I'm working with, right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say with relationships though, it's a little different though. Because like they're they might at what point do you just yeah. let them call it quits and walk walk away, right? That's sort of where you're coming at that point. Um but for me, if they didn't find value, and I checked often, honestly I did because I wanted to make sure I I didn't want to waste both of our times if they were leaving and following through with something, but they always left with something and felt um, progress with the session. That going home piece, they took small pieces of it, but not enough to where they both felt that impact. And so that sometimes became the <clears throat> coaching session. Basically, how do you find the win in the smaller steps, like we were talking about earlier, versus the, we wish we would want the bigger steps, whatever that was. Mm -hmm. That's and that's outcome dependence. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is a good question. Do you coach for a time before you realize that there's no progress before you realize, you know, you, you should just walk away, right? Like you should just, there's, there's, but I think that the, the, I guess it could just be verbiage and this, it could just be a flex, but before you realize there is no change, I think the key there, though, is to just always be checking in with your client. It, 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 there's no ethical responsibility to end um, your relationship with your client so long as progress is being made or, or the value is that if they think that they are gaining a value in meeting with you, whether or not you see the progress, I don't think there's an ethical issue with keeping to work with them as long as they are now if like they hate it and you know they bought a package deal and you're like no you got to be here for six more sessions or else <laughs> also lisa um i think you might have said this like before like a few lives ago how many weeks does it take for somebody to usually even see any sort of progress or change a habit yeah so like, to, to get started like yeah on a range so oh, to, to get started, people always have this number, 21. It's, there's more research behind the actual behavior change takes 60 to 200 days for that change to actually have a pattern. You know, the neural patterns we talk about. So my point I'm trying to make, though, is that this takes a long time for, th for change to happen sometimes. So if you do, let's say, like, let's say a six-week program or a 12-week program, whatever, you might not see any progress and the progress and the change might happen 
far after you've done the coaching, but it was because of the coaching itself. Oh yeah, yeah in that safe space. Yeah, you can see it way down. That's I mean, that's a great point. Is that there? It, it can happen even after that. The, you're you can your client, I should say, can be laying basically foundational elements that will change and affect them years later. Sometimes planting the seed can take a long time to grow. You may not be present for that growth. Um, you may be present. And I think it's important to note that in many cases, yes, change can take a very long time. People can also change quickly in a second. Doesn't always mean it's lasting change. Doesn't always mean, I mean, that there, but even the long-term changing doesn't always mean it's lasting change either. So it's, it's a constant choice we have to make. Um, you can change suddenly uh, under fear and stress. That'd be an awesome type of coach to be just to create a lot of fear. And stress. Let me make you a friend. Let me get all those spiders that are down in the basement and. But that's where those those thought processes came from. Those scared straight. Those there was a logic behind them, and it was putting people in these crazy stressful situations, essentially traumatizing them into change, which is not always the best but way. I, or, I also wrote about long lasting. Go ahead. Oh, I wrote about this um, sort of thing in the last blog about biases that coaches have, and one of the biases coaches have a lot is hyperbolic discounting, where we as people really prefer short term rewards and benefits and gains over the long term oh yes we do coaches especially they always want to see those short-term games they want to have those you know aha moments the breakthrough and yeah. they feel like they didn't do their job well enough if that doesn't happen that's usually not how it goes it takes a long time so it's, i would it's, say god break oh no you're, you're jerome you i talk okay, I'll hop in. so i, I would say it's because so we we talk about you know the stress that that can bring for a client to not have a breakthrough um, under your quote unquote timetable. Um, we talk about this as well during our training is it's important to be empathetic, not sympathetic. So not necessarily sympathetic. So to be able to be there and available for your coach um, is important, but taking on that stress of the client and also taking on the stress of potentially not getting a goal taken care of is again, um, something that is opposite of one of those skill sets that do, I think, define a good coach. I also think that, that uh, which is fantastic, that's that leave it at the door, right? Leave it at yeah, the exactly. door. That's the, the, where, where do we leave it? We leave it there. That's if it doesn't happen. I mean, we're human. It'll happen. But Well, yeah, especially, I mean, that's the kind of the, the double-edged sword of this field is there's a lot of folks who are naturally um, empathetic and willing to uh, feel uh, invest in um, the, the the emotions and lives of others, and it's a lot of reasons what brings them to this field initially. And then it's about sort of breaking that natural inclination to carry on the struggles of others and and realize that no, that's not your job to do that. And that's sort of like a retraining that you have to do um, with with a lot of uh, coach personalities. Uh, that comes in, which it's a beautiful thing, but it can also be a very uh, a counterproductive thing as well. Um, um, Valerie Lawrence had a good question as well. Um, what do you do when your client wants to be your friend? They become so close that they try to overpower boundaries. It's another space of accountability. You've got to be accountable to that relationship that you guys. I mean, how? You either get to be my you either get to be my client or my yeah. friend. You're not. There's no two. And even then, after this is my personal opinion, even after I start coaching somebody, I probably wouldn't want to be their friend, mm -hmm. just for the fact that I, Anthony, would feel that they might try to just get free coaching out of me. Well, That's me though, but um, I would keep those separate. The tremendous amount of damage that can happen, and in either direction. It's not to say that it will always happen, but but the reality is that you have a safe. You get you are put on a plateau, as it were, as a life coach. It just is the nature. If, if you we naturally walk into a room with a teacher and trust the teacher, we naturally walk into a room with a life coach and we trust the life coach. But we're human beings, right? We are uh, as fallible as everybody else. So the nice thing is, if you just keep it to the coaching space in this coaching this realm, you they never get to have to see the 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 parts of you that other perhaps are not as flattering or as 
amazing. And then, because what happens at the moment they do now, whatever work you've done, whether you want it to or not, is tarnished on some level, right? It is, it is, it is. If you fall off your plateau to some degree, um, then then what happens is so does the work. But that being said, it's all about them. Hopefully by the end of it, it's them on the plateau and they are realizing how awesome they are and they don't need their coach anymore because they're awesome. <laughs> it's not healthy, period. Too. It's not healthy. It's not good for anybody. There's so many things. <laughs> There's people within the licensed profession that have crossed over, not even just friends, but have become significant others. And, and of those licensed professionals that allowed that to happen lost their license i date all my clients i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> do you now the relationship based on balance the other side of that is if i'm the coach i need to stay in the coach and if my client i have to have understanding that the client may never have felt what it is like to have someone be there and listen to them and be heard and feel supported. And so I could certainly understand a client wanting to be friends on, on that flip side. Well, it's, it's a natural, like, that's a thing. Like I'm connected to you because sure. I can be myself with you. Sure. <laughs> so that, that becomes a coachable moment. I, I appreciate that that's where you're trying to go with our relationship. This is going to be strictly coach um, client also, relationship, but let's discover how you can, put that in your real world and your not in your real world, but in your um, world outside of this office, besides wanting this, how do you build that out there in your day-to-day -day life walk? And the reality is too, we can't be coaches 24 seven. Like we, we, we aren't always not our, we don't at every interaction in our lives only ask questions and make it entirely about the other person. We, at some point we like to talk about ourselves and give advice and share things about who we are. And um, so they don't, your client really doesn't know who you are as a whole human being. And that's, yeah. Yeah. So that's just not realistic. Yeah, there's that space where your client drops, well, in a session, your client is dropping in a space of vulnerability where you are being a coach. You're not being yourself. So for that transaction to happen, for that agreement of a relationship to develop after that just isn't necessarily fair, not in that space. For that safe well, space to exist, you can't know my friends and family. Like, you yeah. can't. <laughs> the, there's a good metaphor that I see, like, I've had guy friends who will either go to a restaurant with or a bar and there's a bartender or a waitress who's nice to them. And the guy's like, she wants me. I should make a move. Oh. Like, no, you, she's paid to be nice to you. Like, that's, your tip. no one likes that guy. <laughs> no, one like, no, don't be that guy. Um, but when you're paying someone to be open or nice to you or have conversation, there's that power imbalance where, you know, they're essentially paying for you to be a positive influence in their life. And that doesn't lead to a sort of good foundation for a friendship uh, from the get go. No, no. And, and frankly, I could have been friends with a number of my clients. I, I pretty much loved every one of them in that sense. And I was myself, but I was my coach self. <laughs> and they never crossed that. Um, yeah. Even if I saw them out, I didn't acknowledge them. If they, I've t and I've told them, if they want to acknowledge me, they're welcome to, but I'm not going to acknowledge you. You're a stranger out in, in the public. Yeah, I mean. That is an interesting because I, I ran into somebody who uh, does, does work for me, essentially, and I was like, do I? I don't, do I acknowledge them? What do I do? I was so like this moment of just keep walking, just keep shopping, just keep shopping. Don't, don't make any eye contact. Like it, it was, was me. So I was in the grocery store. <laughs> it's like when a teacher sees one of their students out. And I was going to say that. Like, I was do I say hi? I don't know. You know? Well, wait, I have a group. I host trivia on Wednesdays and there's a whole group of teachers that play and they're all drinking and getting wasted. And I'm like, and many of their former students play with them. <laughs> just That's me. That, I was that person. I just like saw my old English teacher, you know, drinking and we're just like, Hey, how's it going? Mr. X, Y, Z. And <laughs> fun, but I'm sure we made them uncomfortable, but it's whatever. Oh, but they're just so not uncomfortable though. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
Um, we're, we're just about out of time. So we have, um, I don't know if we've talked about accountability. I mean, I think we did somewhere in there. <laughs> um, flipped around the accountability piece. It's just find out from your client what they, yeah. they want to be held accountable. Find out from your client what that looks like. What's that experience like? It's not about me, the coach, mothering them and checking in. Did you do what you said? But it is a, a responsibility that we give and take with our clients. Usually what comes up is that they'll say, I will, I will text you when I've accomplished this. Great. I'm willing, I'm definitely willing to accept that. The idea of accountability and um, not nagging, right? We're not trying to shame somebody or guilt somebody into their doing and accomplish things. Go ahead. You once mentioned to me something uh, was brilliant about guilt, about guilt. Can you share your guilt insight with me? Oh, was, gosh, I don't remember it right now. Go ahead. You know, it, I was, it was something uh, along the lines of, of it does, it takes um, it, it, for somebody to feel guilty. So for me to feel guilty it as nothing, there's nothing anybody can say to me that will make me feel guilty unless I'm already feeling guilty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, the guilt comes from within me first before anybody else can lay it on me, essentially. Right. Um, which I mean, blame, blame yeah. I do to you, but guilt that's I can tap into that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, my blame, but you have to own that that's what somewhere in there somewhere in there there's something going on that says okay i'm not doing something right so uh, but that that is another indication that we have our own internal gauges of of uh that hold uh, hold ourselves accountable um and and maybe it's about tapping in getting your client to tap into that i was well. checking out Brene brown a second ago and the cool thing that she's talking about is this that same thing that that shame versus uh, guilt mm -hmm. and she said Guilt's not a bad thing. Shame, we're not talking about shame, but guilt, that's an accountability piece. And that piece allows us to make changes, to stick to things and um, go from there. It's like our internal accountability meter <laughs> is guilt. <laughs> um, so but nobody, you have to be feeling it yourself before somebody else can actually make you feel it, which is interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, I think that's it. Uh, who's signing off? Who's signing off? Not you are. I signed off last week. Jerome, it's all you. I would say, well, here, see, here's a downfall. I do have one more. Since we did get about four minutes here late, um, okay. I'll have one more tidbit because I don't. Freedom. We can make this two hours. Let's just there you keep go. going. Guys. So Let's I, just I do think there is something we didn't cover. I may be wrong, but I do think um, as far as accountability is concerned, um, I'm not sure we went down the space of keeping your client accountable for the direction of the session, um, where sometimes as a coach, you're presented with a ton of different options as far as the direction that they want to go in. And in the beginning of the session, they set, you know, that client contract or excuse me, the session contract. And they say, this is what I want to get done. And they give you a bunch, they go crazy. And I'm like, no, now I want to do this. Now I want to do this. Um, maybe somebody I know in the circle who may, you know, be that type of client. Um, that is, that's, again, I think also the space of uh, holding your client accountable. That's important to keep in mind. Mine, it always comes back. That's the thing. No matter what, I always say, just bear with me. It's coming full, like it's coming around. All of these, I might seem all over here, but it's coming back to the, it will end up in the same space. It always mm -hmm. does. It really does. Um, well, what if it, okay. So what if it's a client who doesn't come back around? They just the go. Thing. It's like, they're like, Often to the jungle. Do, do you limit that? Like, how many times can I switch directives inside my or goal inside my session? Like, how many, how many times as a client can I set my session contract before the coach is like, enough is enough. I'm done. At seven goals, you get seven times you can do this per session. You have reached your seventh. We're working on this one. Otherwise, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> like, um, you just have to be your coach then and just you know. I think that's continue. what you do. You just say, okay, you know, we only have thirty minutes left. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to shift gears again? Because if we do so, we may not be able to complete this in the time we have left. Yeah. I mean, right? You just are you just honest with them about yep. it. That yep. sounds like minutes. some cold hard accountability to me. 
How yeah. would you like to handle the thirty? The minutes? one thing, the one thing you do hold them accountable to is that your time. You have they have yeah. one hour with you or yeah. whatever that is. That is your and that's your space. That's where you have to be accountable, and that's accountable to keeping an eye on the clock, keeping an eye on the time with your client, and 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 saying okay, session's going to end here, and and that's that's your job as a coach, right? Mm -hmm. I would agree. Which is also why you don't do the accountability thing outside of the session that's why are you working outside of the hours you intended to work that's ridiculous don't do that Keep things somebody, in I, the session. somebody i know was coaching their client then they went then they all they both left saying goodbye as they're mm -hmm. saying goodbye another coaching session happened out in the parking lot like, <laughs> no say goodbye you say goodbye you leave yeah. why are you walking your client in the park <laughs> it's type. like when you, when you both like say okay like we're leaving and then you go the same direction yeah. and you just <laughs> no. have to make small talk at that point yeah i just walk faster that slower. goes back to I what run. valerie was saying in a sense that they became kind of a friendship thing that was the wrong thing to do yeah. in that moment right exactly yeah. So wait 10 minutes after your client leaves. No, I run as fast <laughs> as I can. Close the door the on them. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Boom. <laughs> I can see this being an hilarious scene in a movie. Okay, on that note, we're going to say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> uh, All right, see you guys later. Okay, well, I guess I will. I'll, yeah. I'll sign out. All right, guys, we will see you again here next week at 4. Uh, make sure you like. Subscribe if you're on YouTube, comment. We will get back to those for you guys. And you guys have a beautiful Labor Day weekend. So we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. CertifiedLifeCoachInstitute.com. Send your friends. Tell them you love us. Take care. Yeah. Bye, guys. What comes before Part B? Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF-accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.